Another business hit with a ransomware attack. Issues with cybersecurity have shut down yet another Midwestern company. The data breaches put the information of millions at risk. Here to give you peace of mind in an industry that moves faster than the speed of light. This is your weekly tech in. Hello world, this is Patrick Souls, founder of Soul Tech Solutions, and welcome to the Weekly Tech In Podcast, where we give you peace of mind working with an industry that moves faster than the speed of light. We are coming off of the Thanksgiving holiday, and I am coming off of a terrible cold, so I apologize all uh, right off the bat if I sound uh, completely insufferable, which might not be different than usual, but... Uh, uh, it, <laughs> okay, that joke's falling apart. All right, we're going to get right into it. Um, so if you are running Windows 11 on your computer, you may have noticed recently uh, a new little symbol that looks like um, kind of like a, a multicolored ribbon. Like it's red and green and kind of makes like a square shape, but not quite. Uh, and if you click it, you get a co-pilot menu. So this is, uh, this is Microsoft's AI that we've been hearing about and seeing and all other kinds of things. They're consistently calling it Copilot instead of Bing Chat now. Uh, but it's been integrated into Windows 11 for a little bit. So if you've been updating Windows 11, you should have Copilot built in. Here's what's cool about that. Copilot integrated within your operating system means it's not just writing ads for you or giving you ideas for blog posts, the kinds of things we've been expecting ChatGPT and those other generative AIs to do for us. Uh, it's not just summarizing emails for us. Now it can make changes to our system for us in a conversational tone. And I think that is super cool. It's one step closer to, to the AI, the artificial intelligence that we have been imagining for years, where we'd have that digital assistant do things for us. Uh, so now you can tell Copilot, hey, open up Windows, or open up Microsoft Word for me and, uh, and type this. And it'll do it through a voice command, through a text command, however, uh, and it is conversational. So it, it is aware of the previous commands you've given it, and you can make adjustments to those commands or next steps and that sort of thing. It's incredible. Um, and doing things like uh, uh, telling Copilot to set your battery power to power saver mode for you so that you don't have to jump through all of those uh settings in the the windows settings app which seems to change with every version uh and those kinds of things it's very convenient very nice you can get a lot of things done quick easily efficiently and secure because it stays on your computer um so why are we talking about that right now if that's been available for a little bit well because surprising everyone those on the release preview channel for windows 10 yes that's right the last version of windows have been seeing Copilot pop up. So it looks like Microsoft wants to also integrate Copilot into Windows 10, which is something that we've never seen before. Microsoft adding new features to a previous version of Windows when they want everyone to use the new version. Um, so that's kind of wild. Here's the thing. Because Windows 10 is not built the same way Windows 11 is, there are some uh, some options, some things Copilot can do on Windows 11 that it cannot do on Windows 10. And unfortunately, some of that is things like the um, opening applications or customizing your preferences that I was just mentioning that makes it super powerful. It more or less in Windows 10 acts like a window to Copilot 
uh, through like Bing Chat or your Edge browser. Uh, so not quite as cool. Maybe, maybe they'll add those kinds of features in the future. Um, but here, the truth of the matter is you should be on windows 11. Anyway, I'm going to just put it point blank to the point. You should be on windows 11 instead of windows 10. I know windows 10 was great. Windows 11 is just fine. Um, it's in fact, good. It is in fact, more secure in a lot of ways. So, uh, it ends. We're not entirely sure. We have estimates, but we're not entirely sure when Windows 10 is going to stop getting updates. Uh, so I know Microsoft's thrown us for a loop with these feature updates here, but usually you don't see feature updates after the newest version comes out. So you should be on Windows 11 anyway. Um, and uh, if you are a business owner or a, a business professional and you're still running Windows 10, uh, make sure to get in touch and uh, we'll help you out and get an upgraded Windows 11 in a responsive way. And if you have any questions on how to use it, we'll make sure you get trained up on how to use it too. One of the coolest Android features just got a little bit better. And uh, I'd like to talk about that. Uh, if you have an Android phone and you are a regular user of Google Drive, then you might be familiar with the scanner feature, the document scanner. If you're not, well, let me educate you a little bit. See, it, within the Google Drive app, you have the option to essentially take a picture of a document that's laid out on a table or a flat surface, clean surface, so there's not a whole lot of extra noise in the picture. Uh, but it doesn't. It, it's not exactly taking a picture. It is, in fact, scanning that image uh, and copying it into a PDF or um, you can... There's a few different options, but typically it's a PDF. Uh, and it is exactly what your physical scanner is doing. It's it's scanning the image and replicating it into a new document. And it's super great because uh, most people don't even think about whether they have a scanner on hand and how useful that could be. Um, but if you have an Android phone, you have that at your fingertips at all times. I'm sorry. That's actually not entirely true. This this it is in the Google Drive app for iOS as well now because it's been updated. How cool is that? Um, so the app itself has been updated to be more streamlined. You'll see the new Google Drive app has uh, got a new interface to it. Google swears this is to allow you to get to all the important things faster. Also adds a new thing, um, new to Google Drive, uh, an activity feed. So it brings up... Um, documents that have recent comments, anything that's been submitted for approval, those sorts of things at the top of the list. So it's easier to get to and quicker to get to. Uh, and then the document scanner has an entirely new look um, with simplified controls and an auto capture feature that's great. Um, that's You just have to point your, your camera at it and as soon as it's lined up, uh, the Drive app takes care of the rest. And... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 great. It's great to see them continuing to evolve and implement on these these sort of useful tools. Uh, if you are a business owner or uh, a professional in a business, this is a phenomenal feature for you, especially when it comes to things like tracking receipts or uh, if you need copies of invoices, things of that nature. Basically, anything you'd be scanning um, upfront. I see mostly. In the receipt realm, I see that happening a lot, um, capturing res um, receipts for uh, accounting and stuff like that. Um, what's great is this is also available in Microsoft 365. They have tools for that as well in the 365 app for both iOS and Android. So if you're not on Google, have no fear. You can still use a document scanner, uh, and I highly recommend you do. But keep in mind, 
security best practices. Do not scan anything into this app that has confidential data or uh, is um, it's got data that could reveal personal personally identifiable information that you should be keeping secure and that sort of thing unless you know exactly where that document is going when you scan it now if that is something you need help with make sure you reach out to your local it service provider your it technician in your business uh or me if you don't have one so we've talked about it multiple times in this podcast already passwords are awful we all hate them they're a pain in the butt to memorize we have to remember so many different ones they're also one of the least secure ways to to lock down something or secure something um they're terrible for authentication basically they're outdated technology and we want to get rid of it i laud companies like microsoft who introduced windows hello into computers uh several years ago i think five to eight or so years ago i don't remember exactly when uh but it's been a minute it's been uh on the surface line of laptops for a while and then a lot of um a lot of consumer and uh uh, enterprise level laptops also ship with windows hello compatible cameras in them uh and that's been great though we did hear back in 2021 there was a security flaw that forced microsoft to update some of their architecture with windows hello because people were able to get through the facial detection with things like pictures or prosthetics uh and so that was a whole thing but that's been taken care of well now the fingerprint sensor that can you can use to unlock windows hello might not be as secure as you think uh we've been we found out recently through uh researchers at blackwing intelligence that uh some laptops made by dell lenovo and microsoft themselves um are uh maybe a little bit vulnerable to some rather sophisticated attacks to the fingerprint sensor i'm not gonna lie to you i'm reading the details right now and it's like a lot of this involves getting access to the machine and rebuilding the Windows Hello architecture, and it's it's complicated. It's not easy, um, but it is possible. Uh, so uh, the names I'm seeing specifically are if uh, if you ever used a Dell Inspiron 15, Lenovo ThinkPad T14, or the micro, Microsoft Surface Pro X, those are the ones they specifically found uh, could be um, could be accessed, could uh, bypass the fingerprint sensor on them. Most of those using Synaptics fingerprint sensors. Uh, I could throw in a whole lot of uh, jargon at you, like man in the middle attacks or evil made attacks, which are uh, the types of ways that they've they've managed to uh, access the computer through Windows Hello and the fingerprint sensor. But the important thing is. Uh, Microsoft's not entirely at fault. They are updating Windows Hello in the architecture um, to uh, essentially patch up this security vulnerability. But part of the problem is that of those devices I listed, three of them don't even use Microsoft's secure device connection protocol to connect the fingerprint sensor to all the things that it needs to ensure a uh, secure connection that can't be uh, bypassed or hacked. So your manufacturers need also to be seriously taking advantage of all of the different technologies that Microsoft, the producer of the software that we're using on all these laptops, uh, more seriously. Uh, if you are a Mac user, 
Macs don't use Face ID yet. Uh, Touch ID also, they didn't find any vulnerabilities. So good on them for that. Uh, here's hoping we can get to a point where we can just trust these sorts of devices and how they work. And uh, also good news is uh, if you're a business owner, um, none of these devices that they detected vulnerabilities in were enterprise level devices. These were all consumer level devices. So if you are taking the advice of your friendly neighborhood know-it-all and your IT guy uh, and getting the correct hardware for your business, you are still secure and safe. If you have any questions about what you heard in today's episode, or if you have questions you'd like answered in a future episode, please feel free to reach out by emailing questions at soltech.solutions. Again, that's questions at S-O-U-L-T-E-C dot solutions. And until then, thank you for listening. This is Patrick, logging out.